Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, whenever it is that you're hearing my voice. Welcome to another edition of the Apple Tech Facts. I'm your host, Josh Line, and joined as always with me, Mr. Seth Cruz. How you doing today, sir? Hey, doing well. How are you doing? No, I'm not too shabby and feeling pretty good about life right now. I just finished eating my uh, favorite meal, hot wings. There you go. As you guys know, we don't want to waste a lot of your guys' time, so we'll get right into it. Seth, what's new with you, man? So, I actually am pretty excited that I will be taking my car in to get it worked on next week. To, to Not this coming week, but in, in, in about seven days. To have the repair from the little fender bender, so that's exciting for me. I'm struggling a little bit with the video cameras and they want to go online and offline and I haven't quite figured out how to fix that. And the other thing I would say is I'm really excited and this is going to sound silly, but I, I, I really enjoy Star Trek and love it or hate it. Some people hate it. Uh, the, the new, there's a new series or new season on the Paramount Network that I was really excited came back this Thursday. So I had to watch that as well as the great on Hulu. So I've been spending some time watching TV shows, to be honest with you. That's not necessarily <laughs> a bad thing, you know, make time for things that, that, that bring you joy. So I'm trying to do the same thing myself, except with sports and trying to pay more attention and get more involved with my friends. So I, I get that. I'm right there with you. Man. Absolutely. What's new with you? Uh, as far as, Oh, with me, it is official, and I couldn't be happier. I got one less child in my house. There you go. Uh, my son officially moved out last Tuesday or Wednesday, I believe. So uh, he's gone. My wife has fully converted her room, uh, the the bedroom, into her craft room. So she's got that all set up, and we got some of the kids' toys in there, too. So my living room is not so cluttered anymore as well. So I'm definitely excited about that because my OCD was going crazy. Awesome. Quick news rundown for you guys. Just a few things. Uh, and if, if you guys have not updated yet, uh, iOS 15.1.1 has been released out to the public. It fixes an issue with iPhone 12 and iPhone 13s where you're experiencing a lot of dropped calls. And people use those for actually so, talking to people. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's fu as funny as it sounds, like, who uses a phone anymore as an actual right. phone? Like, does anybody do that anymore, you know? But hey, that's out there. Make sure you go download that. And iOS 15.2 Beta 3 should be getting released here next week. So I'll come through and tell you guys the issues that have been fixed or that are going – that you features you guys will get uh, in that. So Yeah, I did actually get the reminder that it wanted to do the update. And I forced it this morning, and honestly, it didn't take very long. Uh, this is on a 12 Mini, but it did not take maybe under five minutes. Now, I had already downloaded it, yep. so it was just the install, but I would totally mm -hmm. encourage, you know, if you want to protect yourself from malicious stuff, right, as well as the dropped calls, just staying on the most current releases they don't tell you every time they're fixing something that keeps you know some foreign government or spy agency from having a the ability to click through and and 
and take control of your phone remotely or whatever. But definitely all of those keeping it the most secure just protects you from your bank account getting stolen or any other bad things. So I, I always encourage people to stay on the most latest and up, greatest updates. And this is no different, right? Yep, no different. And uh, next up, Apple. We, we mentioned a few episodes ago where on the iPhone 12 and 12 Pros, there was some sound-related issues. That program, so make sure if you're uh, experiencing that type of issue, check out the program page, uh, current program page on Apple's website and to, to make sure that you are eligible to send your phones in for a free repair. I don't know if they're replacing devices or if they're just uh, fixing the logic, the soundboards that are in there in the phones. But they have expanded that out to the UAE, the United Arab Emirates. Uh, so that program is now available to you guys if you're experiencing uh, those sound issues on your phone iPhone 12 and 12 Pro devices. The other, Apple, the other thing I'll just bring up, since we're talking about repair real quick, you mentioned it last week, Josh, the shift to maybe allow screen replacements on 12s and 13s. And I think this is pretty exciting information. Apple has completely shifted done a 180 right and they're going to start selling the parts and the tools uh -huh. to do replacements yourself the twist or the interesting thing that they're doing here that i think remains to be seen is they might charge or expect you to front or or, or the repair shop let's say 300 dollars for the screen that costs 29 dollars. so they might pay a big amount up front and then if they return a broken screen get most of that back so i'm sure there will be some kind of in encouragement if you're using an apple card <laughs> where you know yeah. it won't adjust it won't affect how much you have available to spend or something but expect yeah. to see a lot more repairs in the future as well so I thought that was yep. I think it's really gonna, exciting. I think, yeah, I I agree with that. And as you were talking, I kind of got you know excited my own self because I thought about this. Like this is actually going to open up a whole new avenue for entrepreneurs, where there's going to be a lot of people out there that are going to do go ahead and get their uh, phone repairs uh, parts and everything that they need and figure out how to do it and then realize that they have friends that are going to want to utilize it, but their friends are not going to want to take the time to learn how to do it. And so that's going to create a new business opportunity for them. So I'm, I'm excited for that. That's something, you know, we'll have to wait and see what happens with it because it may uh, introduce you to another way. It's another hustle for another, you know, side job that you can get into and and make some money. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's great. Um, yeah, that's great. I, like I said, you know, I'm excited and the next thing up is that Apple has regained their number one spot as the most valuable company. Last week we talked about it where Microsoft had overtaken them at the closing of the Bell, mm -hmm. so to speak, on the stock uh, stock exchange. So Apple's the number one valuable company again. Hooray! 
uh, for you guys. So make sure you guys go out and get the uh, stock. But you know, wasn't uh, if it? If you own an iPhone, it just makes the most sense. Wasn't it just maybe I don't know? Was it a year ago that they hit this for the first time at one trillion dollars? Trillion dollars? Yeah. And now I a trillion with the T. And I'm reading now that their value of the company is two trillion. I mean, you think about Dr. Evil, $1 billion. No, $1 trillion. I mean, just incredible. Yes, so now $2.3 trillion, most valuable company in the world. Just incredible how much money is available. A lot of people buying the stock. Really exciting. Mm-hmm. When you think about what that means as far as stability in a company going forward. Right, if they're worth that much money, if yep. they've got that much available free cash, if they're making, you know, money that allows them to innovate and and hire the best minds, they're going to be around for a while. Absolutely, and if you, Apple, I think is a good. If you ever want to learn about how to like invest in stock markets and stuff like that, Apple is a good company to study. And just go take a look at their balance sheets and, and learn how to read a balance sheet. And that pretty much gives you everything that you need to know. So. I think it's key, though, that they make their money not off of selling your information, but on selling devices that let you see and control that information. Completely different than a lot of companies out there, whether it be you know Google or somebody else, that really focused on making their money off of knowing about you and apple hasn't done that and yet they're the most valuable company in the world so it's just a great testament to the fact that you can be a very powerful and also profitable company without selling everybody's information so i like that yep yep me too that's mixed me more of a fan than I already was. <laughs> Something that was kind of a suspect yeah. uh, showed up today where uh, we talked about how Apple had just released their app store ratings for their naval for their native apps. Yes. And we talked about it, how the podcast app was one of the worst ones. And I probably <laughs> expected it to be a one-star, two-star right. review, as I stated earlier. But suspiciously, it has actually a rating of almost a five. And we know that's just not true just because have you ever read well, the, we're in the tech industry. Have you ever read the ratings on, on Amazon products? Absolutely. That's a, <laughs> that's really the only way I make a decision on an item that I'm going to spend right. you know, a fair amount of money on is I have to read the reviews. And if you read enough of them, you can figure out which ones were wrote, wrote by a bot. Absolutely, you can. Or they're just super funny. Sometimes product reviews are absolutely hilarious. But it does call out a problem with, with review peer-reviewed items. You can basically control the narrative to game the system. And I think that when you say suspiciously, right, the suspicion is that Apple is somehow gaming the system in order to get five stars. I mean, YouTube just got rid of the thumbs down numbers. You can't see the numbers on thumbs down. It doesn't mean they're not there. But everybody has an interest in 
only showing the positives. And so I do think that there is definitely something there if suddenly something goes from one star to five star. Absolutely. Yeah, so we'll keep an eye on that. If anything develops, we'll definitely let you guys know because that's interesting to me. And, you know, if you're at a four-star, five-star, then that that should tell you that there's not a lot of progress that can be made. There's not a lot of opportunities that can be made to improve the product at that point, you know, unless you're actually going to redesign it and redevelop the whole uh, thing from the bottom up, which they, I feel like they need to do, just my opinion. Not everybody's in the world. Take it for, you know, what it's Absolutely. worth. And... But things that make you go, hmm. <laughs> yes, things that make you go, hmm. Absolutely. That might be the title of the podcast. Things that make you go, hmm. Next up is a woman in Arkansas discovered that there was an air tag attached to her car or near her car as she got a notification. Seth, you actually brought that to my attention. What 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 can you tell us about it? So, essentially, she was driving to work and got a notification that said an air tag that's traveling with you is reporting your location. So, in other words, it was something she didn't own, right? So, you can buy them and attach them to your phone through the iCloud and they don't report. But they will report if if they get separated from your device. And I bought one of these to keep an eye on my mother-in-law in the nursing home to know when she went to the hospital because we, we didn't feel that we were getting good enough information. You know, by the time they call and report what's going on, it could be hours later. So really being able to just look whenever we want and see where she's at was nice, right? But if somebody wants to use this technology for interesting purposes, like, gee, how, how quickly does my AirTag arrive in North Korea? And, and DHL is saying, well, we tried to return your package because we couldn't deliver it, and you weren't home. And he's like, yeah, the package never left your facility. You're lying to me, right? There's, there's interesting uses mm-hmm. for it, but there's also, and this is not new, but you could use it for bad nefarious reasons you know bad person could use it to stalk you so to speak and it's not mm-hmm. it's not that this is new right we my wife would tell me so i was curious if you had left the grocery store so i looked on the find my app to see where you were right or i looked to see where my kids were and you know, to, to keep track of them when they were leaving school and things like that. So this is not new. What's new is that Apple has actually added an anti-stalking feature to the AirTag that notifies you if you don't own it and it's attached and following you. And I think this is great because it lowers the, the value to the bad person. It doesn't remove it, but it definitely lowers the value of this. And I think we'll see some laws, we'll see some reactions to things where people might get held to account in the future, but this is a great example of technology far outpacing the the laws. And it is something to be yep. concerned yep. about, but it's not new. Yep, it's the inevitable, yeah. and you know it's definitely classifies 
the device as a low risk as of uh you know as opposed to a high risk device to where is it going to be more trouble than it's worth and that's the the fact that they have that extra mechanism in there to where it notifies you if it's not due then like you're saying anti-tracker yeah you know so that's and that's i think that's the only way that the um uh, uh what's the government uh entity that that handles all those uh approvals like the uh, fcc or something like that the fcc yeah yeah, it's got i think it's the fcc that approves all that type of stuff since it's over the airwaves and it's classified with that type of thing so they they did well it's it's probably worth at least understanding how they work and that is that when you attach the device to your icloud it shows up as item an item as opposed to a device like a phone and if it's near your phone and and so forth it doesn't do anything right so that allows you to say well gosh should i leave my backpack at home or whatever right yeah but if you're separated from the device for i think it's over 24 or 48 hours it starts chirping Maybe once an hour or once every two hours, it makes an audible noise. So if someone stuck it in a person's purse and they start hearing their purse making a chirping sound, you know, that would be a great indication that maybe there's a device nearby or on their person, as well as these alerts that show up on the device itself saying, hey, you've got something following you. But the audible alerts, things like that, and, and that you can get the alert because here's how they work. When, when we gave the one to my mother-in-law, she doesn't have an iPhone, but all the nurses and different people that work or visit do, right? There's a percentage. There's probably a pretty good high percentage of people that do. And anytime any other device passes by and sees her air tag it reports the location back to the cloud so when she gets in the ambulance and, and arrives at the hospital then somebody whether it's a nurse a doctor or a person in the waiting room somebody's device reports that it saw this air tag that's that we've labeled grandma and Mm-hmm. and or mom i don't remember what and anyway so we we know about it but it's also making a chirping noise for her to know that it's there and for other people that may not necessarily know about it right because she's being transported to a, a new location for them to basically know that it's there this is different than if somebody sticks it behind your license plate right where it's outside you're not mm-hmm. hearing it and so forth but to the point of how do I find these? Well, if you get an alert and it's while you're driving, if you get out of your car when you get to work and, and can, you know, maybe you're looking for it or whatever, probably in under 15 minutes, unless you're really unlucky, it's, you're going to hear a chirp. And that's a great opportunity for you to maybe find it right if you didn't put it there if that's not yours so it's just important to understand that 
people will get notifications even if it's not theirs and that there are audible noises. These things are not really intended to be stalker devices. There were other things like the tiles that are out there that offer similar function for good people but could be misused by bad people too. They just, there weren't as many, you had to have the tile app running. I mean, there, there were some things that made it less conducive to be to have the same popularity as the as the air tags which is why i think we're hearing more about it now yep so and more people are getting them too so like you said it won't be the last time you know by any means uh last thing is on the quick news rundown for you guys even though it's not so quick because we're 20 minutes (laughs) into the podcast already but uh Apple employees have been directed that they will be going back to the office in February of 2022. Uh, It is going to be a hybrid environment. Uh, I think this is kind of going to be the, it's going to set the tone for other companies if you're already back in the office. Absolutely. I know you guys are now back in the office as well, Seth. How, How has that been? Right. For my work, they wanted everybody who does have a vaccination card and can show a a vaccination status to be in the office Monday through Friday. The Industrial Revolution at the beginning of the 1900s, along with unions, really brought us the Monday through Friday 8 to 5 work week. I think COVID has really disrupted that for a lot of uh, industries, and I think that the news here is that the hybrid meaning you only need to be in our $5 billion spaceship campus one or two days a week as opposed to five days a week. So I think they're going to kind of set the bar for a lot of other companies that want to retain or attract the, the best talent and the smartest, you know, whatever, right? That if they're the best at sales, if they're the best at whatever, to bring them why would I work for you if I can go work over here and they give me these things, right? So I think it's going to have mm-hmm. a, a very significant effect, but it's not going to happen in February. I think we're going to see this occur naturally through you know, the competition in the workforce to attract and retain the brightest and best employees is going to really come down to what do you offer and and one of the things that came out of COVID is the ability to work from home. We know we can do it. Yep. A lot of companies were very successful in doing this remotely if they figured it out early. And ones mm-hmm. that encourage you to come into the office Monday through Friday, I think it might work for them initially, but if they want to retain people and not see a mass exodus to other companies, which is happening to other companies, they're going to have to adjust. So I I think it's something where, you know, it's, it's great to see a large company, the most valuable company in the world, making the, the very, uh, very, very obvious new policy that they're going to return to the office, but you only have to be there a couple days a week at most. One to two days a week. Yep. So I think that's great. Yep. That, it puts the power in the employees yeah. in, as far as like making that decision on, you know, when you want to go into the office. If do you ever want to go into the office? I know that if companies screw this up, 
then they're going to see an exodus of employees. You know, case in point, I got a a friend of mine that uh, literally texted me, you know, uh, two weeks ago that she did not want to come back into the office. And so she took a job with the competition. And so she's a 100% work from home. so she's and she's perfectly happy with that. She doesn't ever have to go into the office, even at her new employer, you know, maybe once or whatever for me, sure. you know, for all for all I know. But either way, like it, it really puts the power into, you know, the employee because, you know, right now everybody's hiring. Right. So it's just a matter of getting your skills set up there and and, and then getting the job that you really want. Yeah. Next up, guys. In our deep dive, we've talked about it several times. It has been a little bit, though, however, that the Apple car is, in fact, going to happen. It's just a matter of when and is it going to be what we think it is. And from the sounds of it, it's not going to be what we think it is. (laughs) That is very true. Seth, what do you think is going to happen here? With this Apple car. Well, I've just been reading reactions to current announcements that, and maybe they're predictions. Some of them talk about where we're headed, and this is not just Apple, but Tesla and other really big innovators in that in that particular space. No steering wheel. That's that's really what what I'm hearing is it's going to be a vehicle that gets you where you need to go but doesn't have a steering wheel and is completely autonomous. So maybe the maybe the chairs are all facing each other instead of to you know all facing towards the front of the vehicle. I I don't know if you know, safety will dictate that they turn the chairs back around but you know, we're going to see a lot of innovation in that marketplace. I think even Elon Musk, love him or hate him, but he's even predicting a steering wheel less car of the future. Not that you won't have cars with steering wheels, no different than you have people still riding horses. But it a new option. But it won't be in in ten or fifteen years. It will be much more prevalent to see people riding in a vehicle without a driver so yep i'm I'm curious you know that that's exactly how you uh innovate and disrupt the industry is you remove the steering wheel and the pedals Maybe turn the chairs around like you were saying like a limousine you know remove the pedals as well which clears up you know uh space for the vehicle so i think we're going to be able to see smaller vehicles as well or things are not going to be as big, so they're going to be even more efficient as if they're, you know, and just probably electric. going off of the EV technology yep. by itself. Yeah, the EV electric vehicle, you know, technology itself. So I think what we're seeing today is not going to be the same form factor. I think we're going to see new form factors on vehicles here, too. And I'm, I'm interested to see, you know, what happens with it. Apple's talking that they will have their uh, car launched by 2025 right and i you know i think it's, will people it trust seems it like I it's I'll, I'll, 
maybe not at yeah. first. You know, there's going to be a little bit of uh, skepticism, you know, at first because, you know, especially if they go with the steering wheel-less car in 2025, you know, it kind of seems like it's a long ways away, and it's really not because, like you were saying uh, to me earlier this week, where we're almost in 2022 already, so it's only three years yeah. away. Which is Crazy. not far, and it's going to come quickly. Absolutely, you know. Absolutely, and I think one of the things when if you are curious, well, how could make? I mean, sure, make a car with with no steering wheel. Even if they made a car with the steering wheel, right? To whatever meet a law or whatever. The mm -hmm. the number was if you included the passengers, you have roughly six hundred billion hours a year spent in vehicles. How much? is your time worth if you could be doing something else and anything times 600 billion is a very large number so that's mm -hmm. how it becomes disruptive right if if mm -hmm. suddenly you weren't going to get a, a a ticket for not driving correctly and you could spend that time working on a proposal for work or whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. uh, talking on the phone yep. to somebody and, and doing doing some work or doing a podcast. I mean, you know, there are exactly. lots of things that may become very much what's used uh, for that time that it currently is spent driving to work, driving from work. I just think you're going to see a lot of changes in that regard. Yep, absolutely. And I kind of put it in the same, I guess, conversation about like, you, you know, being productive. Yeah. And I didn't realize until you said about how much time we spend in our cars. Right. So you might as well get yourself a nice car and enjoy it since you're spending so much time with it. Just like your bed, you know, you don't want to buy a cheap bed when you spend a majority of your life in bed Correct. sleeping you know you want to make sure that it's you know it's nice and as uh sigi says uh the tech guy he says buy it nice or buy it twice that's right that's his saying and you know maybe uh one day we'll get him to be on the podcast that's kind of like a a dream of mine or a bucket list item uh for me just because he has become one of my top three uh, tech guys on on YouTube, sure. so I'm hopeful. Uh, anywho, I wonder if he'll have if he has an EV. Maybe we'll have to ask him once we there get you on. Go. Never know. So. But no steering wheels, no pedals. I think in the next three years we could see the beginning of that. It's not going to replace things, but it, it could be the start of something. And we're kind of seeing that with Tesla, although they're running into some safety issues. So I think it'll be a bumpy road in the beginning. But if you look out. 20 years from now holy cow 20 years ago was still the 2000s not the 80s just remember that <laughs> uh, yeah which is crazy because as, as I'm about to turn 39 here in three weeks uh -huh. roughly two 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 three weeks and my wife just turned 42 weeks ago so it's crazy to see what we're gonna ha what we're, what's gonna happen with the world in 10 years it really is isn't it yep anyway you know that's Ladies and gentlemen, that's the Apple Tech Facts for the night. Seth, do you have? Well, you you know, uh, dad you joke. know, I'm as opposed to, you know, just one dad joke. I would tell you to watch Jungle Cruise. There's a lot of great 
puns in that, but I'll, I'll leave you with this, Josh. Why do ghosts ride elevators? Why do ghosts yeah. ride elevators? Why do to ghosts lift ride their elevators? spirits. Ba -dum -ba. <laughs> to lift their Aww. spirits. Aww. All right. That, that's, that's a good <laughs> one. I like it. I don't care if you don't like it, by the way, out there in podcast land. If you don't like it, deal with it. Oh, my goodness. See you later. And as always, guys, last little tidbit here. Make sure you go follow us on Twitter at Apple Tech Facts and on Instagram, Apple Tech Facts Pod, P-O-D. And as always, thanks for listening.